Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well lived in the most radiant way, and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I think there is something we have to remember when it comes to AEW Rampage. Because sometimes All Elite Wrestling is going to film a Dynamite and then they're going to film a Rampage right afterwards. It means certain wrestlers are wrestling twice in the same night. It's hard enough to wrestle once in one night. So the fact they're doing this, I believe it deserves a couple of thumbs. AEW Rampage is just part of our calendars now, though. We've gotten used to it because that's always the way with the wrestling world. So it's time to see whether it's doing a good job or whether it's doing a bad job or whether it deserves an up or whether it deserves a down. And there's only one place to go to have that answered. It's this, the finger of power. Sometimes people tweet me going, Miller, that's just your hand. Oh yeah? If you ever meet me in the street, you say that to my five fingers and we'll see what happens. That sounded absolutely terrible. I did not mean it. Let's just start and we're going to up those doubts. I know, I get it. If you do watch a lot of ups and downs, you're like, Simon, why are you giving out so many golden ups recently? But that's not my fault. You should go and blame the professional wrestlers themselves. Something has clearly gotten into the water and everybody is just having fire matches. So we did indeed have Pac versus Andrade, which we've been waiting for for ages. I thought it was flubbing terrific. So it's not just an up. It's a golden up. This really is one you need to go out of your way to see. And also takes this idea about Andrade and throws it out the window. Because there were some critics out there, and hey, everyone's allowed their opinion, that were going, man, I don't think Andrade's got it anymore. Just because he had a run of pretty good matches. I mean, you don't always have to be smashing it out of the park each and every single day. But I tell you, he did it here. It was fabu. They were going at a mad pace from the off. And they were boarding inside of the ring. They were boarding outside of the ring. When they were back in the squared cycle, Pac was like, ha I've got a hand. And he just started to chop the ship out of Andrade. But Andrade didn't like this pain in his chest. So he hit a springboard DDT to the apron. And I laughed. I was like, <laughs> that's just a transition move. If I tried to do that, I would kill myself. Andrade followed that up with a springboard plancher, which was also just ridiculous. And Pac not wanting to be outdone, fought his way to the top rope. And he hit a super Hurricane Rana. I mean, these two must have been like, well, we weren't able to do it all out for whatever reason. We are going to start off Rampage. Let's make it a night to remember. And I tell you, I'm remembering right now. The kick the pack followed this up with too was so stiff, I think it scrambled my brain. And then he was doing a moonsault from the top to the floor. And again, I think sometimes we forget just how hard that is. And then I think we almost had a call back to the Seth Rollins match. You remember that Neville versus Seth Rollins? Because Pack hit the 450 and the ref went one and the ref went two. And that 2.99999 Andrade put his foot on the ropes. 
My word, it made me scream, which annoyed my neighbors, but they should have known. Now, yes, we did have somewhat of a distraction finish, but as I also said on SmackDown ups and downs today, so you see there is balance, there's no bias here. When you have a match this good, who cares? I'm happy to ignore it and ignore it I shall. I was more worried when Jose, Andrade's translator, jumped up on the apron and had a taser because all of a sudden I was having flashbacks. Tasers and wrestling do not have a good history. I never want to see one again. It didn't work though because the Lucha Brothers had been watching this from the back and they were like, well, you're not going to do that to our friend. So they ran down and took him out. But because the referee was like, would you people stop playing around? I'm trying to officiate a match. Ooh, Chavo snuck in the ring. He hit Pac with an iPad and that did allow Andrade to pin Pac and he got what I'm going to consider as a pretty damn big victory. Seriously though, what a match, especially because afterwards we had a changing of the guard. Because Jose went to Andrade and went, look, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be a snitch. But I think, ooh, Chavo, use an iPad. And if I had been there and said, dude, you wanted to use a taser. So you're twice as crazy. But clearly Andrade wasn't into this. He punched ooh, Chavo. And then poor ooh, Chavo as well. He got beaten up by the Lucha Brothers. He got put in the Brutalizer by Peck. So I think he may be done. Ooh, Chavo indeed. Now surely we are doing this too because Andrade is about to get new representation and do you know who would make all the sense in the world? The nature boy, woo, Ric Flair. If we do do that, flap me sideways, Andrade, he gonna fly to the moon? But all of this, just truly great professional wrestling. Sting and Darby Allen were then out to remind you that AEW Rampage is essential viewing. And what was really good about this is we're now connecting stories from Dynamite to Rampage. So yeah, if you are a fan, you better get your eyes and switch them to on. I don't know what that means. Given what did happen on Wednesday though, Darby Allen wanted to get Sean Spears' ass in the ring so he could beat it. And Sting felt the same about Tully Blanche. He's like, Tully, how dare you put your name in my mouth? Other way around, my name in your mouth. You know what I'm trying to say. But also, stop riding people's coattails. You're riding the Pinnacle's coattails now. And back in the day, you were all over the likes of Ric Flair and Arn Anderson. I was like, there he is, Sting, in his 60s, and he's firing those shots. Blanchard then walked out to the ramp to address this, but as it turned out, it was a ruse, it was a ploy, because as Sting was like, Tully, you better get out of here. Sean Spears snuck in, he grabbed Darby Allen, he gave him the C4 on the outside, and as soon as the Stinger did see him, that damn Sean Spears ran away. This was a really nice build, though, especially because I think we are going to do some kind of tag team where Sting and Tully Blanchard are active members. Once again in 2021, I never thought I'd see that, but I have trusted AEW that they'll make it work because they've done nothing to convince me otherwise. I tell you though, I am so damn intrigued. Just a cement rampage as an essential watch too. We were then also having interviews with Adam Cole none other than Brian Danielson. Cole told us that he joined the elite because he trusts them more than anyone. And because I'm that guy, I was like, oh, I can smell the undertones. He's blatantly going to betray them at one point before Brian Danielson was here. And he was saying, I'm sick of the elite. The elite can kiss my ass. And to be honest with you, there's only one guy I want to take on and that's Kenny Omega. But if he isn't going to do that, there's plenty of other asses I'm going to kick. And when this was done, I felt like, are we going to do Adam Cole versus Brian Danielson? And if we are, I am going to have kids say that all the time. I don't know what that phrase means. It just sounds so stupid. I should probably look it up. So I shouldn't have done it. I looked it up and apparently it came to be in 1918. And according to the BBC, particularly painful pregnancies were thought to be a result of a witch's curse. So instead of being with child, the woman was thought to have kittens inside her, glory to get out. So if you'd like to be updated, 
That apparently is what I compared Brian Danielson to Adam Cole to. Ding. It's gonna hit my button. Gonna go down on my elevator because there's nothing else I can do. Point is, you take everything with Sting, Darby Allen, the pinnacle, and you take this, and it was just a good five, six, seven or so, eight minutes. I felt properly invested, and it's getting it up. More dynamite fallout next because it was Baker's buddies taking on Ruby's rockers. I couldn't come up with anything else. I really am letting myself down today, but up. And it was quite short and sweet, but I really did think it got across everything it needed to get across. Like Baker Riho were in there to begin with, but this was all about Jamie Hayter, in the sense, no matter what was going on, if Hayter got in there, she's so damn strong and she's so damn powerful, she's gonna grab your ass and she's gonna start to chuck you around. Britt Baker's team got the advantage after Rebel had need Riho in the back and she wasn't even the legal woman, but you know how that goes in a six person tag. And the bad guys are like, ka-ching, we can go to work. Soho had the hot hand so she got the big tag at one point but even when she teamed up with Chris Satlander to try and take down Jamie Hayter take everything I just said and repeat it here she's just too damn strong she been doing those reps. Riho seemed to ignore this after a while and she became Spider-Man because she climbed up onto Chris Statlander's shoulders and she was about to stomp on Britt Baker but do you know what Rebel did? Do you know what she did for her friend? She covered the dentist. She was like, no, please don't hurt her. She means everything to me. Rio was like, ha, 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 I don't care. And she double stopped Rebel instead. I did laugh because I'm a very bad person, but it was a very funny visual. This allowed Ruby Soho to hit the right kick onto Rebel and she got the one, two, three. And this was smart booking too, because do I believe that Ruby Soho will beat Britt Baker for that title? No. So should she get some wins beforehand? answer is yes. We are continuing with these Mark Henry interviews before we do get to our main event on Rampage and as I always say please keep them up because I really enjoy them especially because here we had Max Caster essentially going hey man I'm a massive dick and Brian Pillman going well I'm not a dick I'm the wonderful baby face of the night please cheer for me and I was like, yeah, well, Brian, I'm into it. And this really was just Wrestling 101, but there's nothing wrong with that because there's a reason Wrestling 101 always works. So even though Brian Pym was flying around being like, oh man, look at me, I'm so good, because Anthony Bowens was on the outside, he kept causing the distraction, and Max Caster had no problem with this, and he took advantage every single damn time. But I mean, at one point, Caster even threw Brian out to the outside and distracted the ref so that Anthony Bowens could lay some shots in, and I was sat at my shout going, referee, what are you doing? because I forgot I wasn't at a live show. It's just been a while. Hilm was about to hit something off the top rope and Anthony Bones was just up there with him. So after he had knocked him off, Brian Turner went, that's it, I'm gonna give you a crossbody to the floor. And he did, but once again, I was like, no, Brian, don't do, do you not watch, if you turn your attention to the other guy, you then get back in the ring and lose. But of course, this was the tease and it didn't happen. Instead, after Max Caster had gone for his elbow drop, Brian Pillman got out of the way. He hit his springboard elbow crossbody thingamajig. It looked like a pretty good move. It was athletic, a lot like his dad. And he got the pin and because he was in his hometown, everybody cheered and I felt all warm and fuzzy in my tongue. The acclaim jumped him afterwards, but this was to tie into the fact about where we were because then John Moxley, who's also from Cincinnati, ran down and he made the save and Rampage went off air with Brian Pimmel going way and John Milkson going way, John Milkman, John Moxley going way and I was sat there apparently with some milk going way. Not true, I haven't drunk milk in years. It makes me feel a bit sick. You didn't need to know that, but you just never know what's going to happen on ups and downs. So this was good times all around and it left me feeling satisfied, which sometimes is all I need from my show. And if every other wrestling company on the planet wants to make their programs one hour long, I'm not gonna argue. You start, you have fun, and then it's done. It rhymes, so it's true, up.